Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a Friday night special edition of Narrative Live. It's the after show. We've done one of these before, and uh, it was quite fun because we get to drink. Well, they get to drink. I get to watch them drinking. So uh, with, let me introduce everyone who they are. Eric Garland is joining us uh, from St. Louis. How are you? Good. Wonderful. Uh, LB, whose silhouette you see there in the bottom left corner. How are you doing, LB? I'm good. And Greg Olier, how are you doing from uh, outside of New York City? I believe we're inside New York City, but outside uh, of Canada. Look I'm at quite that! Well, I can start drinking this. Oh, that does look delicious. What is that? What is this? That is a Manhattan ah. with Rittenhouse Rye. Oh, very nice. That's rye there is. Oh. Yep. Uh, do you have a special recipe? Is that your, your thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. You, just, you know, don't don't be uh, don't don't be skimpy on the bitters. Is, ah, the, is the is the secret the okay yeah. there you go so we've had quite a week because last time we were together we we did this very intense like two-hour broadcast um of everything you ever wanted to know about robert maxwell or you know we even were afraid to find out about robert maxwell because we told you everything um and the reaction has been really good to that show uh but we never got a chance to sort of debrief so it's good to have you guys back and talk about uh what was quite a big week um, let's begin by some news, though, before we get into that. And there's news today with Roger Stone. <laughs> He's going to prison. There's no pardon. Take any deal you can get. Well, we He's think going He's going. To we think he's going to prison, right? That's a it's a think situation still. Well, I, all I know is the D.C. Circuit uh, minute ordered. I believe uh, Judge Berman Jackson ordered. No, he, see, see you, Roger, on July 14th. Thanks for everything. Goodbye. Um, all I know is for all the, oh, I know Trump's going to pardon him. Where are the pardons? Why, is, why don't they pardon him? Why don't, why they, don't pardon they pardon him? Why don't they pardon him? Because they're co-conspirators. Ah. And he would have to admit guilt uh, to get a pardon, which would implicate Trump implicitly, and then he could be impeached or prosecuted for that. Right. And uh, he can't do it. So there are no pardons. Take any deal you can get, trees and weasels. It's one of the biggest things that people keep forgetting about is the reason he can't have all these pardons is because he's so guilty and he's such a co-conspirator that they can't go there. They just can't go there. Um, and right. uh, They have to have proof. Go ahead, Elton. They have to have Barr shut down the investigations. That's the path. Which he's doing such an incredible job of doing, an incredibly bad job, actually, of doing. Yeah. Because uh, this week he was trying to go after Michael Cohen's uh, cases, which are, you know, presuming Michael Cohen is still cooperating. It seems like he was with Jeffrey Berman, and that they were investigating some new cases. Uh, it does appear like uh, Barr is trying to shut that thing down as well. Current investigations that are currently underway, not even just things that are in the courts uh, being uh, adjudicated right now. Bill Barr is trying to shut down an investigation. What are you talking about? He's the attorney general. He would never do that. There's a great moment, I don't know if you guys saw it, of, uh, where he was asked, is there a single case that doesn't involve the president of the United States that you're trying to shut down? <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't come up with an answer. I got five oh bucks that God. says, 
In July, we'll find out that Bill Barr tried to shut down the investigation into Lee Harvey Oswald. I can't prove it. <laughs> See you in July. There'll be aliens here soon. Yeah, Mr. Cleanup what? on Isle Trump is doing a good job <laughs> of actually cleaning up on, uh, for, for the president. But it's, uh, it's kind of depressing, really, that the rule of law has come to this. It's a good thing we're drinking tonight. It, I mean, hey, you know, we didn't talk about this. What do you guys think about how Nadler is handling holding these people accountable i know i have i know greg you have a, i'm in complete alignment with you from what i've seen you say on twitter of the, the, go ahead this is like Let it this out. is serious Let it out. stuff here this is serious <laughs> stuff the republic is under attack and we're at like this is fucking crunch time this is like if this were a basketball game it's like two minutes left in the fourth quarter here what are you doing all this like writing of letters and we're going to we're going to eventually subpoena him and maybe he'll appear in 6 weeks and then you know in another month we'll find some excuse for him not to appear. They have all of these powers that they can at least try to use. And I don't know why the Democrats are so resistant to like trying shit. The one thing about the Republicans, they'll like try stuff. You know, like when Mitch McConnell said, "Oh, Merrick Garland, yeah, we're just going to, you know what, we're not going to vote on that." Obama could have tried something. He could have said hey, if you don't vote on this in 60 days, we're just going to assume that, that it's okay and put him in anyway, but I'm going to order it and let the courts figure it out. That's one example of Democrats not trying something. I mean, the last Democrat that tried stuff was FDR. He tried a lot of things, and some of them worked and some of them didn't, but he was trying stuff all the time, pushing the limits. And this is the time. I think that they already found Barr in contempt of Congress. Right. That was last year. He's Arrest been, him. He, he's so Take impeachable by now. It's incredible. The impeach thing, I mean, I think they should do it, but like fucking arrest him. If Subpoena him tomorrow, and if he doesn't appear, arrest him and throw his ass in jail. The first time one of these fucking guys gets has an actual consequence for misbehavior, they'll all stop. Like when they, remember when they breached the skiff? That oh, was yeah. insane. Like if I did that, I would be shot. So why the fuck, they're, they're just let them do it? There should at least be tased. I mean, the guys that were guarding them, you know, I'm not even joking. Like, why are they letting them in? I don't care who these fucking people are. They're not allowed in. It would have created a victim narrative. I think they wanted all those guys, Matt Getz and those guys, they're so owned because you don't. Yeah, you can be shot dead for doing that. And that's not a joke for those of you at home. The guards of those skiffs, you are uh, you you are authorized to use deadly force to prevent anyone from even getting in. So running in with pizza and your cell phone, bad idea. Good way to get shot. Um, And uh, yeah. Well, they, those guys are owned. They don't have anything to lose. And if they did, uh, they would be told to lose it by whoever owns them. And uh, if they got shot, that would create a victim narrative. So letting these guys... I'm not, even, just... I'm not saying shoot them. I'm saying, like, physically, these places are guarded I'm not by... Against, like, I'm not against shooting like, them. Pick them up bodily and throw them the fuck out like they're drunks at a bar. And Matt, whatever, <laughs> Matt gets to know what that's like. I mean, hasn't he been 86 from a club before? I don't know. So yeah, Nadler, Nadler is yeah, like a nice guy. Nadler is a nice guy. Okay, what well, LB go for it? No, I just it, 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 it's it's like I think it's maybe the parenting uh, sort of residual in memory of I I can't look at any of these uh, insane pe- men mostly and not see that they just are screaming to be stopped. It's like a t- they're 
still running amok. And just as a parent, you just need to, you know, this is a pick him up by the back of the shirt, put him in the thing, time out, right? That it works. Put the boundary there. Say, we Boundaries. don't, we're not messing around. We're not messing around with this. There are all these tools. And there was, and I can't remember who it was, but there was someone on the Judiciary Committee, even with when Go Mayor was doing his best, you know, Rupert from Dirty Rotten Scandals, Scoundrels <laughs> impersonation of banging on the, you know, yeah. there's nothing that says I can't make noise, bang, 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 as these career uh, professionals and experts that they, that everyone had a chance to, both sides had a chance to bring forward someone to speak on behalf of what was going on at the Department of Justice. And Gomer's banging around like a, like Rupert. And so I don't remember who it was uh, on the Judiciary Committee was saying, you know, I recommend that you bring the Sergeant of Arms to remove this person. Yes. And bring him in. Get him out of there. Why Start doing the that. I don't care what kind of wailing they do in their 4chan, you know, Senate staffers involved, PR response, Fox News, Twitter. Parlay. What is that? Parlay, whatever the hell they're on now, you know, in their echo chamber of whining and bitching and snowflaking their way all over everything and just to trigger everybody. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about that. I don't care about those voices anymore. I don't it doesn't matter. Yeah. Throw them out. There is actually no Who place cares? to take them. There is actually, there's a little prison down below and it's not take really functional. There. It's not really take functional. Them uh, and it, it can just be locked in a fucking room until the thing's over. Jim, could, Jim Jordan, no mask on next to Nadler is inexcusable. But get the fuck out. Let's get back you know, to Nadler. Let's go have a shower let's, to hide in and watch some boy get molested. What the fuck? Let, let's get back to Nadler yeah. because Nadler is, you know, meant to be leading the charge here. I mean, be, to be quite honest, you know, he was meant to be the head of the uh, of any inquiry into President Trump's um, you know, impeachment or anything like that. And that they sort of side, you know, they, they pushed him to the side and let uh, Schiff take over because he was doing sort of this inept job. And yet he's still meant to be the man who's looking after the most important branch of, of, of the United States Constitution, and he's not doing a very good job. Are you suggesting that he should be removed from that position as the committee chairman? I, I don't know that he needs to be no. removed as much as yeah. just do your job. Just, mm -hmm. just you know, show some spine here. And if you can't, let somebody who does have spine do it. Would you consider someone else for that job? Is there somebody else in, on the committee or elsewhere in the uh, in the house that would be better for that job? Swalwell, he'll he'll take it. I, I think it's important to remember that you know Congress is supposed to do oversight, and their their executive action is supposed to be relatively limited. Look, Adam Schiff, as head of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, he had the ability to do things like he did, such as refer Eric Prince. Uh, do a criminal referral because he lied to Congress. This is also what happened to Roger Stone. But you don't want, you know, congressmen are there to make the laws, not execute them. So there's there's a limited amount those guys can do. You really want most of the stuff to come from the executive branch, which is the DOJ, which has got Bill Barr in it. So we are at an impasse. I'm not sure. I don't want to be fair to Nadler that there's only so much you can do. Also, mm. There's so much counterintelligence involved in this. There's so many spies mm. in the butthole, as our friend LB says. They've got spies in the buttholes all over. Um, that that goes to intelligence. And while uh, I believe the three, I believe the three 
um, committees that have a top secret uh, clearance are judiciary, intelligence, and armed services. I believe intelligence has the most regular briefings and access, I believe. Um, just so they're going to defer to the intelligence committee in that in that um, in that case. So I'm not sure Nadler can do as much oversight of Bill Barr as possible and ask him to come. But the guy is this, this lunatic going from pillar to post, just shutting everything down. So, I mean, you know, what are you going to oversee? The guy's clearly a criminal and he does need to be arrested. And it's a complex step because it's the FBI and the DOJ that would need to take him down. So not necessarily judiciary, although I would like to see gibbering idiots thrown out of con congressional hearings. So there it's, I want. It's almost like that. it's it's like the Windows you know, theory of, of crime prevention where the broken windows, if you don't fix them, they lead to more stuff. Like these little things add up and they keep pushing the envelope and pushing and pushing and pushing. And I really do, we, we haven't even attempted to fight back in any meaningful way. And I get like writing letters to here and going to the courts and establishing the legal precedent for blah, 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 blah. But there's things that they can do, simple things. Making Jim Jordan wear a mask is not complicated. They did. They, they, got, they, got to, they got him to wear it, right, at the end of the day. They got a, him to a wear muscle. It. A muscle. <laughs> a muscle would be better. A muscle would be way better. That's fine. And, and um, you know, the guy banging on the thing, take him out of there. Just take him out. Well, if, the, if, the man if, we want if, to take if, out is Bill Barr at the end of the day. The man who's well, in the yeah. most damage to the rule of law in this country right now is Bill Barr. I mean, it's, it's, it's so flagrant and, and horrible. But there was another oversight issue that came up after our show this week, where uh, I guess they, the Trump administration is asking for the powers of oversight on arms deals to be taken away um, from, the, <laughs> from the Congress. Oh, my God! Which is basically like screaming, we made an illegal arms deal, so we don't want you to come and see it or have any oversight over it. But this is an actual thing that's going going on there's an actual proposal they want to take away that oversight capability which is stunning especially because of what we've been reporting lately that there's been a series of arms deals probably for over decades uh involving the same crew of people <laughs> especially to the saudis and others so it's interesting that they basically are saying yes we did it but we don't want you looking here yeah, do they watch this show? They must watch you know, the show. Like, ooh, 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 cover up the arms deals yeah yeah Everything about how ludicrous it reminds me is. of when they did the they tried to change the ethics rules right when they first into power that was the first thing they did was to make the ethics regulations less onerous yeah they were just not but fans of any oversight but in this case you know this is fundamental i think to the constitution this is why we've had a revolution in the united states was to you know to get rid of foreign invaders and certainly you wouldn't want to be arming those foreign invaders at the same time and yet here we are continuing to do that um, you know, and that, that to me is amazing that they are willing to consider uh, that proposal. That's more dangerous, almost than the, 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 uh, the judicial stuff that's been going on. It's very dangerous. I wonder how much, how much is arms, and how much has everyone just pivoted into data? You know, it seems like that's what you the same, uh, the same operations, the same fucketeers in the middle of uh, the eighties. 70s, 80s, and 90s, and even early 2000s, trading all these arms, making all their money, merchants of death, mm -hmm. um, then get Bill Barr in there, cover it all up, cover it all up. Um, it, those guys seem to be moved into 
data now. You know, you, yeah. you've got now the Eric Princes of the world, even him. You know, his, his sort of future and his sights are set on um, security uh, software, you know, private, the privatization of spy tools mm -hmm. um, and how can he get them and sell them and push them into China and let's put all the Uyghurs in camps. And it, this is where, you know, it feels like they're, they're in that space now pretty solidly. Oh, I changed the um, picture. I wasn't trying to show me that. I was going to uh, move on to something else, but I, it jumped by itself. I apologize. Keep going, LB. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's that okay. I, it's, that's fine. I just, I, I'm just, you know, Africa is certainly a hot zone still. There's still all these massive hot zones for pushing arms out. Um, I don't know. I We have to get these people out. I just can't believe that that everyone thinks it's okay for any of this to go on for one single second more. Well, it could be another term. I mean, people are, you know, this overconfidence about Joe Biden uh, winning is is dangerous because we've been here before. We've been down this road before where we were sort of like, oh my God, this, you know, this well, man. We, yes. we're, we're, it's dangerous to be predicting that Hillary Clinton okay. or Joe well, Biden gonna, is going to win. Because I'm going to speak up as the independent. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to speak up as the independent. I'm registered Democrat now simply because my sweet little polling station, <laughs> um, they got so confused at one point in the last time I went to vote that I'm like, just let's just, you know, California can register same day. So I'm like, okay, let's just make me a Democrat and then it'll be clear to you because they were just confused of whether as an independent, I can, I can vote on a democratic ballot, which I, of course I can't. But, um, so I, as the person who's been outside of that, I can tell you the Democrats have such a hard time winning. <laughs> not just getting a win but there's like this suffering i've never seen so much fucking suffering in my life this guy joe biden is really ahead this president is really fucking weak we're about to see another hundred thousand americans die needlessly at least it's coming right this is unbelievable the situation we're in I don't know what the fuck is up with the stock market, but that's eventually even that over uh, sort of held up by the by the rickety rackety crickets of, of, you know, mobsters trying to hold their shit up so they can still have all the capitalism in the world and their tiny little fucking in their, so their island hideaway. What, you're going to go hide in your bunker with $8,400 billion and do what, motherfucker? Eat your data? You still have to eat food. You still need to play it? You're going to eat that fucking data? You, is that going to keep you safe? I've Eat got a hundred thousand Tinder profiles. You're in the same fucking boat we're all in. And when yeah. that fucker crashes, right, and this whole thing goes down, Biden's gonna be in a great position. He is in a great position right now. Democrats need to get in this love affair with fucking winning. Stop suffering over having an advantage. When you have an advantage, you go harder, you press harder, you roar. Yes, yes, you yes. You say, yes, we're fucking winning, eat fuckers. Eat our shit. Yes, you don't but. Go, oh, I'm so afraid. It, there is a proven track record that. that people can actually be stopped from going to the, to the polls if 
if there's too much confidence in who might win. So if there's too oh, much confidence. Oh, no. Yes, there is. Too much confidence. Too much confidence. That's not confidence. That's like, yeah, we're going <laughs> to fucking put our, that's like having having fire. We're going to keep our fucking foot on your fucking throats. We're going to fucking kneel on your goddamn necks. How do you like wow. it? We're going to fucking bury your asses. Zeb, yeah, this, is a, this is America. This is America. America, we like dinner. Like, oh, yeah. I'm afraid of the. I'm afraid of the winning. Fuck off. Get your shit together. You know, put whatever you got to put up your ass. Put a rocket up your ass and let that light that on fire and send that to the fucking polls. You're not going to stay home. People aren't going to stay the fuck home. No, oh, I think they will. Come I on. think people stayed home. No, for this, people stay home. Is for People this is not an election. But people this say is home. not an election. The, the the 2016 election was a perfect storm of shit. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I love Hillary. And I will never ever storm. say anything bad about her. But the she was the victim of a 30 year negative press campaign. Like the she was a you know, victim to make, of to make people like rape. my dad. We don't think that's going to happen again. Like, it's going to happen again. You're going to get the same. Not with Biden. Different. It's gonna. It's, it's totally different. Okay. People know. People are not dumb. I, 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 they show us dumb people on the news all the time, but people are not dumb. They know that the Republicans are trying to take away the the Affordable Care Act as we speak here, Something. and people know this shit. Why, why would you do that during the, the goddamn pandemic? Why I mean, would you do that? Why Why are they making so many terrible decisions? Because you're an evil, greedy fucker. That's it. I mean, because everything Trump does is bad. Like, there's not. Not one thing that he's done in three and a half years is the thing that a normal sane person would have done that had the country's interests at heart. I don't think there's one thing that he's done. Um, I can't think of one thing either, really, to be honest. Yeah. It's always, how can I inflict the maximum amount of pain, fuck up the country, and enrich my um, whore masters in Moscow and elsewhere? Speaking That's of it with whore him. masters I, in, in Moscow, I, I, you could go ahead, Eric, but I will, I'll use that bridge later on because it's so good. Whore masters uh, yeah. in Russia. Oh, oh, that's that's not going away. Take me back to whore masters if we could. Take it okay. to the bridge. Uh, I just wanted to build. As American, I wanted to build on uh, the fact that you know what LB's talking about and our focus last few weeks on the mid '80s and remembering that uh, that that era in the United States, where you got to go back to the late '70s and the malaise and the 18% mortgages and how it sucked and you know whatever the backstory of foreign money coming in or whatever the hell happened, we're still trying to work it out. There was a thing that the Reagan era brought, which was like, fuck yeah, we're winning. Cause he came in and you know, Carter had been saying, well, maybe wear a sweater if it's cold and wear a sweater inside and maybe, maybe unemployment will go down at some point and your mortgage will be 14%. And Reagan came in and he said, hi, I'm a, I'm a handsome guy from Hollywood. And you remember me from some movies and I was governor of California. We're awesome. The Russians are fucking evil. This place rules. We're going to make a bunch of money. Here's a ton of cocaine. Wall Street's going to make a bunch of money. Here's new cars. Fuck yeah. And then he he took 49 states in, in 1984 because Americans, we invented the happy ending. We believe that life <laughs> is not zero sum. We, we really are an optimist. We're a bunch of optimistic freaks, people who got on the boat in Poland or southern Italy or Vietnam or wherever and came and was like, fuck it, let's do this. Got no, it ought to, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. And we got here and we've made this impossible thing work over the centuries with all its 
messes and the stain of slavery and all this, we still somehow make it work. And that's in our DNA where it's not in the Russian DNA. It's not in the French DNA of like, well, probably this will suck. And this is what I want the Democrats to, to grab onto. It's like the other guys fucked up. They put the mob in the goddamn White House. They let the Ruskies in. You remember the Ruskies? They're back. Well, fuck that. And we won. <laughs> he's down in the polls and just spike the football and don't, and that's not saying, oh, he's up. I saw on, on 538, uh, you know, sports betting and uh, voting betting, that wonderful uh, website there with all their methodology. It says they're yeah, going to the win guy with the, the mysterious sports betting algorithm. Yes, <laughs> that one. Who knows yeah. Paul Manafort's daughter? Really? Yes. Yes, baby. Okay. okay. Hey, look, there are numbers. Let's, tru let's numbers trust him. Let's Horm trust him. Whoremasters in, in Russia? Can I do that? Uh, Whoremasters? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got a correction to Always. make from, from the show last week. I accidentally said that uh, Donald Trump had, moved, had visited uh, Moscow in 1987. He did, but it wasn't with the three uh, business moguls that I showed him visiting with. His was, in fact, here they are with his lovely yeah, wife at the time, the Yvonne. There they are. So I, I had the wrong information up. I wanted to apologize, but also it gives us an opportunity to talk about poor bastards in the Kremlin and how this man from 1987 till now has been in power and seems to be taking orders from um, from the Russians. Any thoughts about this? And then I'd also like to hear your thoughts about Khrushchev's son passing away this week. Um, in, in, which is an interesting thing that happened. You guys go yeah. ahead and still see it. Uh, you know, Ivana is, she's very interesting. And it's one of those things where I don't, I don't tend to go there with the wives because there hasn't been the right kind of investigative reporting on them. Mm -hmm. um, and not that I've come across, but there's all these, you know, you know me and my details. It's just details that pop up and stick in my head. And I'm like, I got to somehow resolve that thing because it's, it's weird for me. Mm -hmm. And one of the weird things for Ivana, for me, not not to mention all the mobbed up shit she did in those casinos. All the, I mean, she was in there with the big boys and, and they paid attention to her. Like, they, it, I, she knew what she was doing at some le core level with these fucking gangsters. But later on, Sarah Palin talks about how when she was in Alaska, like working at the Costco, or maybe she was just at the Costco before she was a politician and Ivana Trump was coming, coming to Alaska. Nobody knew why. A book, maybe she had a book. And so this Sarah Palin like reminisced about this as this notable experience for her, this woman that she just looked up to and respected so much. This Ivana, glamorous Ivana Trump is coming to Alaska. And I could see Russia from my house and maybe she can too. And maybe, and hmm. you know, it, this was years ago. So, and she met her and they had an exchange and uh, wax, you know, poetic about it. I find that, I find that very curious. It is really interesting. You wouldn't expect the two of them to, to get to meet each well, other. Where the fuck is she in a Costco in Alaska? What's well, also a bit curious. What well, is that? Isn't yeah, uh, is Alaska belongs to the Russians, doesn't it, officially? I, they want it. You know, and Sarah Palin's husband is all, he's in that AKIP. I don't know if they're divorced now or whatever, yeah. but he's in that Alaska independence thing. And they were part of that whole thing, which turned out to be a Russian movement. 
You can't look at Melania. Know, and, no. You can't look at Ivana and Melania and, and think that there's a theme there. I mean, you. I mean, it's a theme. There's a theme. There's it's not a just Soviet a, theme going on there. I, I see a Soviet thing going on. I mean, there's a Soviet thing, and their accents get worse. Right. It's bad. So when when you realize more Soviet. You know, one of our one of our followers said today uh, on Twitter that it's interesting that Epstein actually bragged about introducing uh, Melania to Donald Trump. And, and, you know, learning what we have about Epstein's extraordinarily long, potentially you know, uh, multi-generational operation on behalf of the Russians and the Israelis, maybe he did introduce Melania to Donald Trump. Maybe that actually did happen. And if it did happen, that would be I feel like we have, to, we have to say, just because Epstein bragged about doing something doesn't mean that he actually did. For sure. We don't I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that, that I necessarily want to go there and believe it, but to humor you, yeah, humor me. Or, I mean, or masters in Moscow. <laughs> it it does add up. I mean, she was the right age. She's the right profession. There's lots of weird shit about her coming over to the United States that still has not been explained. Um, she's not a worthy recipient of the Einstein visa that we're aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if she did anything to make herself worthy, we would be aware of it because Trump would brag about it. There's all these weird stories about. Trump would have like a picture of her on the back door of his office in some provocative pose. And he'd be like, Hey man, look at that. Isn't, isn't my wife hot? Don't you want to bang? You know, and it's like weird. Yeah. Um, the whole dynamic there is very, very strange. And uh, she gets along well with Putin. If you've ever seen them at a, at a, yeah. a world event, like at oh, the G20. She... Oh, they love each other. Yeah. They get oh. along well, which is always yeah. a red flag to me, but. You know, Especially since he charming. likes little boys. Like, what is that? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. What is well, that about? I don't even go. go we can that say anymore. that Alexander Litvinenko was poisoned for that information. Is that true? That. I mean, I've never hundred percent. It's in the it's in the British inquiry, the okay. formal British inquiry into his death. Put that on the record. British High British Court. All right. So we could say it. Okay. Yeah. We said it. We just have. There it is. I said it. Come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call you a pedophile because you were one. But let's say you know he still enjoys the company of a of a, a, a beautiful woman at a uh, at a G20, and he gets along really well with her. Oh sure, uh, everybody you know. likes a piece of arm candy. Yeah, who doesn't like that? Especially one that doesn't really care about anything and wears jackets. Yeah, She's it's, very. And she doesn't really live in the White House apparently. Apparently, she's staying at her. Uh, no, she does not. She lives with her parents. Like, and she comes in for appearances every once in a while. Apparently, it's been, got, we were talking about yeah. this on the, con- on the, on, on the show. She's got a house. Yeah. Noel was saying that yeah. it's in her contract. She has X number of appearances. And that whole, like, fake Melania thing, he insists is, this is Noel Kassler, insists that it's real, that there is yeah. this body double that shows up. Oh, I'm time. sure there is. I've looked at those um, photos so closely in the past, and I'm like, that's that's not her. It can't I, be her. I find her very I don't know. boring. Yeah. I, I, she's very I'm boring. just like, you know, she's not... Of course she's going to be nice to Putin. They speak the same language, and Putin isn't a fucking moron like her husband is. So. Right. Oh, right. my God, someone she nice makes, like, she, like... She picked the wrong guy. Does she speak guy. Russian? She, he does speak Russian, right? Oh, she speaks like eight languages, by the way, yeah. No, is, that I mean, that's what she says. But, well, I think she, you know, does. She's a, I think she does. She speaks many languages. You know. So she could actually talk yeah. to Putin in Russian and be like, hey, look at this idiot next to me. He made Probably. me come here. Probably nightly on, a, on a phone call or a secure phone line. She could yeah. probably do the nightly. You could say, speak to him in English and Trump wouldn't understand it. So it's uh, fine. Uh, <laughs> that is all. I just have this image of this sort of like the, res- <laughs> the residential part of the White House where 
the the presidents actually live and her on the phone with Putin all all night long giving Trump instructions um, would be an incredible uh, image. I'm just it's just an image. I'm I not don't saying it know. actually happens. I don't. I, it's you worth know, going there. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't, know. I don't think it's that. I I, I don't think it's that like. Um, Direct. He's got Jared. He doesn't need her. He's got Jared. He's got his wife, Jared, in there. Right. Jared's the only like one I, taking I, care of him. Jared's setting up back channels. Who needs Melania actually, when you got Jared? This is actually something I wanted to talk about, going back to the to the Maxwell and, and everything else, and just about, like, conspiracies and how they work. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to, to note that everybody involved – in a conspiracy has different motives slightly for being yeah. involved in the conspiracy. They have different motives. They have different things that they want. Sometimes those things align. Sometimes they don't. And things don't move as a monolith. And conspiracy theory, conspiracy theorists of the tin, you know, the tinfoil hat variety tend to make that mistake where they say, well, this person once sat on a bus with this person so they have to be connected yeah. to the da 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 and and i i always am i i've made that mistake before in my past work years ago so i'm very cautious about you know going all in on anything that that even suggests uh conspiracy stuff so i, I don't know that trump is like taking orders on a day-to-day -day oh. basis or anything like that other than having as editors at newspapers do Having a vague knowledge that yes, Mr. Murdoch would prefer the coverage to look like this, we think. Right. I think that, that's, a, that's, yeah. that's a stretch. But I think having a uh, a partner uh, who you know maybe two partners that have found him and uh, become close to him as it's someone that they're grooming for potential presidency. I don't think that's a stretch at all. I think that's no, no, no. Of, I don't think that's, that's a status stretch. quo operational. Yes. And, and Lev, I'm not. I, I don't want to say that you're yeah. guilty of this. Yeah. I just yeah. want to say it in general. You know, it's fine. Yeah, you can come at me. It's fine. But I, uh, I also think yeah. that there's a, you know, the, the the case I'm making around it is not the Nike vocals. The case I'm making is that there's two women uh, who are both of the Soviet bloc, uh, are you know of origins from there, but also that have found their way to him and that have, you know, led him to this powerful position. They uh, have, as, they as have groomed partners. him in one yeah. way or another. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so Ivana's grooming, Ivana's grooming was um, very much in his positioning. I mean, there is you don't go to the to the Soviet Union and sit at the Kremlin mm. and then come back and go, I'm running for president. Like something's happening there. Um, yeah. And and the way she was really into his businesses. And if you read the reporting at the time and the things that Donald himself was saying at the time, he, he was not he, that didn't work for him so much. I mean, he was fine with the, with all the other stuff it seemed like she was doing for him. And, you know, of course, raise the kids because I don't want to bother with that. But he, he got a little testy if she had too much authority or knowledge in his business and got competitive with her in the businesses. Um, and, and she really could run circles around him. Um, yeah. So here's this person who is possibly handling him, whose father and family came out, you know, out of the Soviet, uh, we're still in the Soviet Union at that time, and her dad was very connected to the Kremlin. Um, and, you know, and she very much appears to be an operative in many ways. She's, she's, you know, everybody's, the thing about the guy dying, the son that died this week that you pointed out at the top of the show, mm -hmm. Zev, of the head of the KGB. Khrushchev's son, I think. Khrushchev's son yeah. um, died. Yeah, who's living died. in the United States. Bullet to the head, but they're not saying suicide, but they're 
I don't know if they're calling it natural causes. I'm not quite sure what's being they're, called they're right now. They're saying no foul play, which means the same No foul suicide. play, but, but I guess essentially it means suicide. Took his own life. Um, so, you know, she's she's she knows what she's doing. And at a certain point of her knowing what she was doing and being able to run circles around him at the same time, um, it, it didn't work for Trump, even though we had Khrushchev at the time saying, I'm focusing. And the other guy, um, all of the KGB saying, when it comes to who we're going to focus on in the West, we are going to focus on businessmen. We are going to focus on a traditional stuff. We're going to, it's not always just going to be about getting our moles in on the intelligence side. It's not just going to be about trying to flip somebody inside, inside, inside. Let's go for these businessmen. Let's go for these powerful people or who have an image that's powerful um, that we can turn and manipulate and use because they're the ones that politicians come to looking for checks. And they're the ones that, you know, you can get, you can get a lot more, you can flip a lot more fishes into the, into the trader pond if you've got a guy that is sort of a symbol of the checkbook and that's under your wing. And so there was a real push for that. Then in she goes and she brings him over to Soviet Union. She's then in his businesses as well looking and seeing and getting to know all the characters and the players in that and actually doing a great job running the fucking company. She did. She did. She was good. And he that's... was he was burning through Fred's four hundred million dollars. Like, you know, he was just he was just coked out and not knowing what he was doing. His brother Robert's in there. Everybody's in a panic. Why Subic's trying to keep it under control. Dad his dad's getting dementia. The gangsters are like, fucking just squeeze him. Just fucking bankrupt this shit. Right? Because he's just out of control. And the only thing holding a lot of that together was Ivana. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, Melania, I don't know. She, well, I think it was just make his image look good. He's been sleeping with too many. He's been, you know, gone Howard Stern talking about ogling 15 year old girls. Let's at least give him some eye candy, put it in there and make it look like he's got a trophy wife and he's calmed down. You know, that's yeah, all I, hurt. I, 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 I think I, Eric, I you're having a job beyond that. Eric's died to get in here, but I just want to say one thing. You know, when I'm just the, the think, think about all these people who've surrounded Trump over the years. Thomas Barack, um, uh, Stone is another person, Melania, Ivana. There's a group of people that have either come to him or, or he's found, however it is, but they've all got these connections to the Soviet Union that are, um, you know, Vanaford or whatever. There's, there's so many that it, that can't all be accidental. Epstein, Maxwell, I mean, there's just so many that it can't be accidental. This is what happens, I suspect, if you are a target of a um, of an operation like this, which is trying to groom you into a position to become an asset to uh, to that country. And Eric, I'll let you jump in here. I was, you know, I was just thinking about how many employees at, at its height that the KGB had. Um, I think the official number was somewhere over a million yeah, lots. Uh, Soviet citizens. And you think about the skill set they developed, how much they put into that. Um, and how, we're discovering this in our research of, of how long these things go on and that, you know, that we've come to the inevitable conclusion that it never stopped. Mm. Um, I think, you know, we're talking about what was in today's news that was really compelling. I mean, there was a story about Trump being briefed that Russia was paying mercenaries in Afghanistan a bounty to kill American soldiers, and Trump did nothing. You're not going to get much closer to pure treason than that. And it's Russia, their money, they did this. Plus, we're taking down Russian criminals and mob bosses all over the place. We're starting to rip 
the final band-aid off here, Russia. Mm-hmm. China, too, but, you know, our main adversary, Ru- Russia, for Absolutely. all these years. And uh, it, I mean, it just if you think that, wow, they never stopped, wow, this is transnational organized crime, wow, they're not the only game in town, but they really quarterback a lot of this and do a lot of the innovation, wow, it's Russia. In some cases, it just comes down to some real simplicity. Wow, it was Russia the whole time. Not well, every single thing, but... It's not they Russia. They never stopped, and they're still are, and it, maybe this has maybe been one long war from 1914 onwards. Well, know? it certainly looks like Maxwell and Epstein were part of some operation together. At least they were a continuation of an operation. Epstein was of Maxwell's, and Maxwell was, you know, firstly and foremostly a KGB asset. That is what he, uh, you know, has been identified by every one in the world. The FBI did an incredible job tracking him in the 1950s. They found him to be a KGB asset. Uh, you know, I think uh, you pointed out someone in the UK found him as well to be that. I mean, this guy was clearly that. And so this began so long ago, you know, at the end of the, world, of the Second World War is probably when this story that we're seeing culminating in Donald Trump and, and you know, the rise of this mob-infused executive, that began in, at the end of the Second World War. And it's very hard to sort of wrap your head around, well, that's all happening over such a long period of time. But it appears that's exactly what happened. I mean, there's a the, the Russian intelligence uh, was doing major work and you know innovating its its basic techniques uh, even prior to World War One, the Ohrana. Um, so they're they they were getting involved in race politics in I believe the the late teens, early twenties in the United States, um, and they had dealings as soon as the revolution happened. They had uh, you know dealings hustling. Uh, the, the the English Empire and the British Empire and the French and, and whatnot. These guys have been at this a long time. I'm going to say, looking at you know Stalin coming up in the 30s, you know, you, and him going through the 50s. I'm going to say this pre a lot of our basic issues predate even World War II. Mm-hmm. I've, I my theory for a while has been when we look at um, we look at World War One up to today. I think we, historians 100 years from now will not say World War One, World War Two, because World War One used to be known as the Great War. We changed the name after the 30s and 40s. Um, and then the Cold War, etc. I think we're going to call it the war or the war for modernity, or mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure, uh, but it seems like once we invented some of the major technologies, public health, flight, logistics, um, nuclear weapons, information technology, it has been and you know a battle royale mm-hmm. all over the world for who's going to control it and the people that had the the biggest visions were the united states and russia mm-hmm. and 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 that is really the main battlefield um that we've played on about who who's going to control this and i think if you if you if you boil it down even further is this going to be law or is it going to be mobster pirate chaos which is Russia, stealing from serfs, stealing other people's ships, stuff like that. And America, with its spotted history, but with an in, the intention stated of creating a more perfect union, getting starting in, 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 in the stain of slavery and all its other problems uh, of genocide, all that stuff, but saying, uh-huh, we are that, but we're going to get better. And if you get up to, you know, where America's finally, it didn't have, a, you know, America didn't have a standing army in the 19th century. It was only in the 20th century. And as it enters World War One that America's full might 
starts really coming out. And, you know, Russia, and you hear this third Rome concept, very clearly there's, uh, you know, a deep thread in Russian culture where they're like, no, we're, we should rise to greatness here and we should take the rest of Europe. And, and I think in many ways we've, we've collided for that century using a variety of proxies and, and uh, technologies and, and whatnot. So and that brings us all the way back to data, you know, which is now the final frontier in terms of who gets to control the world, because certainly Putin yeah. has said very loudly that the, you know, whoever controls data, whoever controls AI, which is basically data, uh, controls the world. And, and you look at the, at the world in that's on, on those levels and that's on those states. And now you've got a something to really fight for because there is going to be one leader of data and it's not so much about who owns the data but it's under what circumstances that data is owned yeah. like, is it my data that the, that the government is using or that facebook is using or is it the government's data which who is does the government own my data and your data and is the government then becoming the which is the, the russian model by the way the russians have pretty much staked out this turf that they want to they want to run data as a government resource so all the russian data is their resource which is not something that's very healthy to freedom in any way you know i think then the american model that we've been fighting over the one that's trying to emerge the one that does not exist with facebook google and all the others um that is can we make the rule of law protect data so that our data is ours our dna the things we say photos things we choose to share with others are those secure for and and if you break into those is there a law that punishes you if you share somebody else's uh, without their consent will are you liable civilly criminally or do you have an autocracy that says anything you do we know about and, you know, when you start getting into, uh, you know, the, the yeah. psychological operations of yeah. we're going to make you do things, we're going to change your mood. That's yeah. a form yeah. of slavery, cognitive slavery. Oh, yeah. Sure it is, for sure. Yeah. And that's the battle this for freedom. The this is the battle for that's freedom we're fighting ba- This is the battle is for people's minds. Mm-hmm. This is what we're watching. We're watching it in these, you know, you, these people showing up in front of like a Florida legislator and they're in there and they're blathering on you know their their minds are gone they're talking about you know uh, masks and you you're taking away god's oxygen and all, all this horseshit these people are this is that we're watching and everyone's like oh my god we're stupid or oh my god they're in the facebook thing no that's what a a military grade psychological operation looks like that's what it looks like you, you know, everyone that has lost their, and not to think that we ha- haven't had, this is propaganda is a weapon. Mm-hmm. It's a weapon. When it's mm-hmm. coming out of, when it's been distilled and perfected within an intelligence agent, elves can do this. Can do this. I saw our whole screen went like, yeah, I'm sorry. So much fury. And I so had a glitch, glitch in the thing. But, but this is what people, this is what I'm trying to wake. And I, I put a tweet kind of like this out there today because someone else had tweeted something that I just, one of the accounts I just love. I don't know if, I don't want to, I don't want to over promote him because he's pretty quiet, but probably the best music account out there. Oh, Tom, you've got to do it now. Puts up. New songs. Oh, Buffalo Sojourn. Like, oh my God, that's my, I'm now, it's only because I've had tequila. I'm doxing this thing that we share that this is a, um, uh, his name is Sean. And he puts music in my, in DMs with me 
that I swear to God are saving my life. <laughs> that oh, is yeah. on that Twitter because Twitter's such a hellscape, right? And but anyway, so he he a really just an insightful, insightful man, uh, Canadian. Zeb. Oh, there and you go. There's Canadians put, like music. Ah, oh, the Canadians, my best. Our neighbors are so amazing. And he and he put out a tweet. You like it? Oh. oh. I yeah, playing. I love uh, it. Maybe it won't play. <laughs> yes. But I was digging it. I was digging it for a second. Okay. It's, it's, it's causing my so, system to collapse, but maybe it'll come back. <laughs> Go ahead. I interrupted you. But anyway, <laughs> so I, I retweeted his tweet and put a little more clarification on it of, you know, you know, people, we have been, this is the war. They're coming for our brains. They're fucking with our minds on a large and a mass scale. You have the Cambridge Analytica scandal that exposed that. You had the whistleblowers from inside of that saying, Yes, we were making psychological warfare tools, right? This was all happening. It's still happening. Um, and this, it is happening without our informed consent. Mm -hmm. And that is against the law. So our lawmakers don't have to invent anything new. They have to pull Mark Zuckerberg in front of them, understand what he did. It's not that hard to get. And hold him accountable to the rule of law. You cannot conduct psychological operations on innocent civilians without their informed consent. That's an experimentation. I do think they they're going to create something new, though. Minds. I do think they're going to create something new. I think that there's not enough laws in 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 America or really elsewhere. But oh, there are fine, create more. But, we, but we how about use the existing ones? Oh yeah, for sure. But we have to protect what's going on. Our data is going to be misused at infinitum with uh, the, uh, AI taking more and more of our daily lives and all the normal processes that we take into, into you know, into that, into, we're humans just going to be humanly based. AI is going to take all of that over. And as it does, it's going to know more and more about us. It's going to know great, such great detail about us that we will lose control of our own destiny. And so I do think that there is an important tipping point happening right now where we have to protect our privacy rights and we have to protect um, our data rights, which I do think requires something new. It's not something we've ever had to do. Oh my with God, are we talking about singularity here? Oh, Maybe we are talking. We're, we are only <laughs> with tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Well, I want to talk about that for because this this period of time is analogous to the time, like around the turn of the last century, where businesses mm -hmm. had so much power and were so the corporations were so big had so much money mm -hmm. and had so little regulation that the only thing that could stop them was the federal government. And the federal government for a long time didn't want to do that because they didn't feel like it was their job. And right. people like John Rockefeller, John D. Rockefeller is a brilliant guy. Mm -hmm. um, if you ever read about him, oh. he's a spectacularly smart guy, um, <laughs> fascinating guy. Um, Who is a criminal. Titan, yes. oh, so yes. good. Um, but... And, and they knew, even the business people were like, guys, we kind of have to have a little regulation because this is chaos here. And they were going to do whatever they could do to get their monopolies and this and that until the government rose up and got as big as they were and was willing to fight them and understood what was happening. And I feel like this is the same kind of thing. We're in the same kind of place because the, the whole, you know, Facebook, Google, Internet stuff is not, you know, it's not media or it's not considered media and it's not considered publishing. It's like this thing that nobody knows how to classify it almost. And we need to have stronger laws that figure out what is it, who regulates it, what the regulation should look like and all of this stuff. And I feel like 
you know, that is going to happen out of this. I feel like it's going to be one of those things. Um, I hope so. It's existential. I hope so, Greg. I hope so. I think that's a that's a really wonderful insight and and helpful. Like you just helped me a little bit in this moment because I, I just oh, want to yeah. punch Mark Zuckerberg in the face. Like that's all. <laughs> that's all I'm. I'm just in this emotional thing where I just want to punch that that punk. Eric but, agrees. You know, he's all over that. Yeah, I, but <laughs> it, it's helpful because. But the, the, where this is a little bit different is I feel like lawmakers at the time could grasp what business was. I do not feel like our lawmakers. And I don't think it's that complex. I think they just have talked themselves out of being able to understand what these companies are all about. They yeah. haven't been able to reduce it down to basic greed, basic, just look at the operations. For, here's, here's an example. They can't even just follow the money when it comes to Facebook. Yeah. You know, like you don't have like Mark Zuckerberg can get in there and he can starts talking about whatever he's talking about and his tech they have their Free slogans speech. and their jargon and all this shit, whatever. And you know, Jerry, that, all that community. all that Silicon Valley <laughs> fucking garbage yeah. that flies Wait. out of everybody's mouth. Instead of just like you're a bunch of money fucking launderers for a global crime syndicate and you know it. Fuck you, Yuri Milner or uh, Alistair Uzmanov. Don't tell yeah. me that you can take $200 billion plus from a Russian fucking mobster when you're in 2008, I think he took that money, pre-IPO, pre-having a business model that was Shocking. actually going to bring any kind of revenue into the company, when he had burned through all the venture capital, all the VC that had been available to him, he's got this company he's building, he has no idea how he's going to make money. It was exactly like Web 1.0 when it was facing the crash. Um, he, he was he was burning through what we call the monthly burn rate. So that's that's how much cash you're burning through, just to keep your operation going with actually no end in sight for like wh where's my revenue? When am I going to be cash flow positive? So so that's your burn rate. That motherfucker's monthly burn rate. Just go get it. Just ask him for that. Ask him for the fucking financials. What was your monthly burn rate in the two to three quarters before you went and to fucking Russia? and begged those people for hundreds of mil millions of dollars to bail your company out before you had an IPO. And they gave Why you that money you without a seat in the board. They gave him the money without even right. being a they seat on the board. They gave him that, that money happens. without shit. Without yeah. shit. Then they, they forced a Kaspersky download. Why mm. are you forcing Facebook people to download without even letting them know they're downloading fucking spyware on their computer? What's that Kaspersky download all about? He does that. Then, I mean, it's just, it's endless what this it's fucking, endless. this punk did. And it's clear who this guy was. Alisher Usmanov was in, was in, was in league with one of the great biggest heroin traffickers on the fucking planet. Mm -hmm. And he came out of the Kremlin spy school. You're taking mobster spy money. And Russian you money. You know, um, Eric, well, I, Russian mobster spy money. Yeah. You're yeah, taking exactly. that, and then he's walking around St. Petersburg with this look on his face like like three teenagers just fucked his brains out. And maybe like this virgin just lost they, his cherry. Maybe that happened. Like what the fuck did he? Maybe In the that hotel happened. Room with cameras. But now probably. they've got that on you, right? Yeah. Wait, he so started like, you this know, website because he's, he's got no fraud. game. He started the he's, website because he ain't yeah, got oh, right, no right, game right. with the ladies. Right. Right. Oh, did, he vote the, did he vote that the Russians were hot or not? On yeah. page That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. So why can't you ask him those questions? Ask to see his fucking money. It's ask impossible to, see to understand. The money. I, got a better, 
I got a better question, guys. I'm okay. just looking up, and, and this is uh, October 24th, 2018 in Reuters. Facebook removes 8.7 million sexual photos of children in the last three months. How come nobody has dragged that son of a bitch in front of Congress and said, what are you going to do about the 8.7 million files of pornography? Why don't we put you in chains right now in this room? And what? put you in prison, remand you to custody. You are a child pornography. What date is that? Mark this is 2018. They know about this. It's one of the biggest child porn networks in the world. Oh, why are they not? Why isn't Sheryl Sandberg in prison hmm. tonight? Lean hmm. in, baby. Lean, Lean in. in. <laughs> Listen, that don't get me started on that woman. Right? But <laughs> don't get me started on that woman either. There's a long, there's a lot Don't get me started her. on that woman. But, you know, again, these are you can ask them these questions. You don't have to sit there and go, we don't really understand really what you do because you're a tech company that's somehow beyond us and have Diane Feinstein sitting there going, I really value everything you've done for San Francisco and, and California. And it's I'm very yeah, proud of our Why are you proud of your Silicon Valley fucking asshole incel money launderers? What Why the fuck you is wrong with pass you? The Who laws? fucking cares? Pass the laws that are going to Pass. make this stuff illegal uh, because, and, and police them. The thing is, you know, you talk about confidence. Look into the hedge funds behind those fuckers. Start yeah, looking are, into those hedge funds. Americans love the winner, but when they get in, they don't do much. Like, I mean, why is there not aggressive policymaking going on? Why is there so so little Because of Mitch McConnell. Because, because of, of Mitch McConnell. Yes, exactly, because of Mitch McConnell. But, you know, if you're going to want to get those policies in place, you're going to need to win big. And then you have to follow through on it and avoid all those lobbyists. We're almost out of time. I promised Eric some time with game theory questions. So go for oh, it. Oh, and then can we ask Greg? I want to ask Greg a question too about yeah, sure. just writing one of the early books on Trump Russia and what you think, Greg, about like where we're at. After doing that show with us, what do you, like, what is that like? So, yes, let's get two questions in. Let's go do, guys. do that first, and then we'll get to Eric's afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so. I've been thinking about this since you asked it this afternoon, and I don't know the answer other than what I really did not foresee was that the GOP as a party would be so in the bag and so corrupt. I really thought after Trump got elected that once his criminality was was obvious that the GOP would be like, wait a minute, we can't have this. Russia? You know, I mean, say what you will about the John Birch Society, but at least those guys didn't like the fucking Russians, right? And uh, that that's not the case. The GOP is just they're just as bad, if not worse than Trump. And that's been the thing that I did not foresee and the thing that's surprising. Other than the fact that we're still here, I, I really I, I thought this would be over by now. I thought we'd have two years of a flaccid Mike Pence. And, um, you know, yeah, we, me too. We, I got to be but, honest, um, I, I did. too. I didn't see Bill Barr coming. It's yeah, not, it's not that. it's not over yet. It's not over yet. I know I'm, I'm projecting confidence here, but uh, I'm trying to. But it's not over yet. I think we've still got a long battle ahead of us. No, so, like, it, 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 it still true. could be it's Nikki true. Haley versus Biden, which I've been <laughs> I had been predicting for a while. Yeah, you you did predict. Oh, let's talk. Let's talk about Nikki Haley and talk about. That. Shali Kumar, the billionaire Indian, uh, I believe his money comes from textiles like Nikki Haley's parents. Let's Ooh. talk about Shali Kumar's money and his dealings with Steve Bannon and Newt Gingrich, who are the heads, I believe, of like the, the GOP Hindu coalition is led by Newt Gingrich and Steve Bannon. 
You can't make that shit up. People. You cannot. And I, the problem is, uh, there's dirty money everywhere in politics. Uh, it's not just on the right. It's also on the left. We'll have to figure that out, that out in the future. Ooh, yeah. uh, Eric, give us those questions for the, for uh, your friends uh, in your uh, game right. theory. Yeah, this is the plug for uh, Game Theory Today, which is my, my quiet, um, also known as The Lounge, the private uh, troll-free uh, discussion zone uh, for people who like talking about this. And uh, we got a question from uh, one of my peeps, Robin Denning, asks, what exit strategies do you guys think Trump might be eyeing? How does he seek to evade prosecution? Your thoughts? Defection. Oh, yeah, he's leaving. He's running away. No, he's he's running to some gold-plated something something with his toilet and his Twitter, where there's young <laughs> children for him to abuse. That this is what he's doing. Uh, uh, he's gonna run away. That's all he ever does. He's a coward, and he will he's run. A I and his family's gonna run. run away with him. I mean, there's a lot of people. Well, there. It's not no, just he doesn't does he get his to... family. He doesn't care about them. No, but he doesn't, he doesn't give a shit about, about any of them. Okay. No, fuck them. But he's gonna you hold know, on. He's he'll figure it out. How's the How's the Secret Service? They They gotta schedule that shit. He does. That guy doesn't move half an inch without the Secret Service. Okay. So here's the thing. He's been working on this. Let me tell you something that that uh, that I picked up on. Everybody should go and watch. Okay, who's the guy on the, who's the guy? The CBS morning guy with the blonde hair that was there for a while, who went into Trump's right when he won, and he was in his first few days in the Oval Office, and he went in, and Stephen Colbert reacted to how Trump treated him. He got really upset, and he did that cockhold thing, and then he had to apologize for that. Who was that? Why can't I remember this reporter? Anyway, so he's in there, a very distinguished journalist. And, um, and, and, Dickinson, Dickinson, and he, Dick, Dickinson, John Dickinson. I, I think so. John, think so. maybe John Dickinson. So he's in there. And remember, and Trump's like, right before Trump threw him out of his office, because he asked Trump a question Trump didn't like, and goes, you can get out now. Mm-hmm. But Trump's in his Oval Office and out the window, and he's like nervous, and he's like, Hey, kind of almost like coddling himself, like, oh, you know, the Secret Service is, I mean, they're everywhere. I mean, they're right. And he's looking out the window at them. And he's like, see, they're out there. And it's like, and I'm like, oh my God, that motherfucker wants to run away and he can't escape the Secret Service. And it's freaking him out. He's sitting there thinking, how do I get out of this? Because I'm such a mobster. I'm so owned by Putin. All of my criminality and corruption is going to come out. We did all this criming in 2016 in order for me to get in there. Those are the fucking investigations that Barr's trying to shut down, right? All of it tied into all this fuckery with these people of, you know, and he's freaking out and he's all he can talk about is how the secret surface. Yeah. I mean, they're tough, but they're everywhere. They're just kind of all over me. And they're, and I was like, Oh my God, you're in the bubble, sir. You're not getting out. You (laughs) are. You just realize that you're trapped. You're like physically trapped. But I do think there's an and exit strategy in him. He's been least. trying to run away. I think he's been crafting a, a method. I think we're going to find out that Jillian Maxwell is in a submarine off of Mar-a-Lago <laughs> waiting for him. Like they're going to like with an oxygen tank like that. What is that called? That movie with Nicolas Cage, one of the few movies he did. We did go crazy um, uh, with the with the conspiracy of the Masons or whatever. Right. He's like, you know, finding the treasure, national treasure. Oh, national so treasure. I think he's yeah. going to like yeah, that's what's right. He's going to, like, jump off some dock. There'll be somebody under there with some scuba equipment, put it in his mouth. G-Lane Maxwell's waiting in her submarine, and they're going to get him the fuck out of there. Like, 
I, I with with probably a trillion dollars, I mean, or more, because they have been yes, with all the money, that sucking MBS the money out of the treasury, and that munition is being grabbing yeah. out of the treasury. The gold bars are oh, going to be there. I think Jared is getting all that money. I think Jared's getting all the money. They're all there. getting rich like, of this for sure. They're all getting rich. Fuckers. Anyone else have an exit strategy, or do you want to move on to the next? You just you ended the submarine. Thanksgiving 20, 2020, he, he announces he's going to fly to uh, Saudi Arabia or UAE or Moscow for a state visit, and he just doesn't come home. I mean, this is what they did in, uh, the easiest thing this is what they did in Ukraine, right? They literally emptied out the, the treasury of a trillion, it was a billion dollars, I think. And uh, I can't remember it now, it escapes my mind, but uh, the, the premier, the Russian puppet there, basically just escaped to Russia. That's where he lives happily now. Now it's a little closer. It's a long, longer way to go for Trump to move to to Moscow, but he'll do it. He's not going to Russia. He <laughs> wants to, he's, I thought he would be, end up in China, maybe Shanghai. He is somewhere that they won't extradite him. Mm. I'm sure he thought about Brazil because he can claim it's political, but you know, they're all on fire with COVID. I don't know if he wants to go there. I don't know where he's going to land. I don't know who would take him, but I don't know. Uh, it would I be really interesting. Saudi Arabia. The Saudi Arabia will give him, they'll put a big picture of yeah. him on the side of some building. He could That'll do like a, happen. he could do like an Elvis. He could just disappear and and we'll just no, he's him in the future. He's not going to be able to yeah. stop tweeting. He's not. He's going to start a TV tweeting. network. That I'm pretty convinced of. That OLN is going to become his. Sure. Whatever it's called. Great. Have fun with that. <laughs> Eric, do you have any others? So, second question from Renee. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, I think I have an inkling of how we might uh, think about this. I'm wondering if Kushner has figured out he's going to prison yet. No. He thinks he's impenetrable. He thinks he's um, everything proof. Like when we used to play like, you know, superhero things as a kid, it'd be like, I'm Superman, I have this. And I'd be like, well, I'm everything proof. You know, Kushner is still on that mindset level. I, th I think he's really dumb. LB, <laughs> I think he's right? totally dumb. That's, that is... oh, that's the best thing I've ever heard. I'm everything proof. No, I, 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 I actually do think that there are some people who, are, who cannot it. get prosecuted. And I... I don't know, and I think he might be one of these people. There, well, no, it, there, it's not there that are untouchables kid. in the system, and I don't know Let's why see. that exists. He's not one of them. I think he is. He's not one of them. He's going to run away, but he's not one of them. We'll get him. That guy, I'll I'll lead the charge on that. Put me on the. I mean, if Epstein couldn't get in jail Epstein. because of working for intelligence, <laughs> then Jared Kushner can't go to jail because he's working for. I don't think Jared Kushner is going to be hard to find. I I feel like you know, I had I had a friend who worked in, at a, a for legal aid and he used to do things on Rikers Island, and he's he went to the orientation there and the guy doing the orientation there said, okay, so just so you know, yes, people do escape from here periodically. But they only go to one of two places, their mothers or their girlfriends. So we spend two squad cars out, <laughs> and by dinner time they're back in prison. So don't worry about a thing. And I feel like Kushner's like that. will be like, he'll be in Livingston. Like, I'll drive and go get him. You know, it'll be fine. I think he might take a, a, a page out of, was it, which one was it? Was it um, Ehud Barak, wasn't it? That Ehud dressed Barak. like a... Yeah, he did dress, yeah, uh, he, dressed like a woman to uh, take down the PLO I think cell. that might be happening. I and so did Jefferson Davis. You think he's transitioning? You think Jared is transitioning? As we I don't know if he's transitioning, but I think he's put on a wig <laughs> and a pair of heels and run his ass away. Has anyone ever seen Kellyanne Conway and Kushner in the same room? I'm just asking the question. Nope. She's getting those eyebrows are done very fine. She's just had a little refreshing, perhaps. 
I'm just saying. He has great I've eyebrows. Seen them he does. together. He has very nice eyebrows. His very eyebrows well have been transformed. Yes. Leanne Conway looks exactly like Darlene it. from Ozark. <laughs> That's it. That's what I have to say. She does. I. I'm gonna wait. I. We can't just be awful all the time. No, we can't. Honestly, you guys, I think she looks really good. Is that bad to say? Kellyanne Conway. Jared. I think she. I. <laughs> Ke- <laughs> Not Jared. He looks horrible. Um, he, uh, but I think Kellyanne Conway, like this sort of, um, you know, swimming with Satan, is bringing out like, her best look. Well, she looked more haggard going into that, but the longer she's with him and and with all of the whatever the fluffers are around all those people, I, I mean, she's she is looking better. And I and I, people are taking hits at her looks, and she's had surgery. You know, so what? I'm gonna have my neck done. I gotta have Treason it done. Treason is swimming. Treason I'm an is old swimming. lady. <laughs> Yeah. Relative like, to the other people good. in the administration, she does look better than the other people. There's she a portrait in her attic that's really awful. better though. every day. <laughs> the what? There's a Miss portrait it. in I her attic. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I just probably. think, it, you know, <laughs> this suits her. So when she tries to pivot away and sort of say she was the one inside saving the world, which we all know is coming from her, um, uh, you know, no, you were horrible, but you did get a, you had a great fucking dermatologist in there somewhere. Like, <laughs> you, you sold your country out, but you know, he really could do dermabrasion like a champ. Yeah. yeah great skin. That's the, yeah, right yeah. on your, your, your headstone when you die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. off. I don't it looks know. great. You look like you were having a good time to us, right? That's uh, that's good stuff. Game theory today. Any more questions? Or are we... No, we're all done. We're good. All right. And last thoughts from everybody. Uh, what are you planning for the next week in your lives? Anything big and exciting? Um, it's the 4th of July, right? So I'm going to go to Moscow. I think yeah. we're all going, right? Yeah. That's, that right? So one, that's what one does on the 4th of July. <laughs> we're expecting the taxes. We're expecting Trump's taxes as well. But I guess those aren't coming I thought out. they were going to come. This I had heard that they were going to be released this week. Maybe they just, who knows? They, they're on vacation yeah. with Roger Stone right now, yeah. awaiting, yeah. <laughs> awaiting their time. Uh, LB, any thoughts from you? Um, oh, I had a rough week. I don't know. I hope this next week is a little lighter for everybody. I feel like there's going to, you know, I think it's, I guess I just want to, since we can talk to the audience with this show a little bit more personally, you know, I think there's going to be really, really hard, sad waves of news coming for us again. And this is all part of this moment we have to live through. And it's, it, it's miserable and it's difficult. And I've lost two friends already. And, you know, I just think, you know, just to, everybody to do whatever you can to take care of yourself and take care of the people you love and connect with people and call people. I really think that that's like, if we could just focus on that for the next couple of weeks, we're, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to get to the other side of all this. Um, but I do think it's going to be really dark ahead. And so just want everyone to take care of themselves and know that, you know, we love you. Um, and then when it comes to the, you know, the stuff that we were pulling apart, I'm just so sad we haven't really gotten into Berman all that much. Um, and it's just it's so much to get through and, and we need releases too, right? We can't just always be focusing on this all the time. It's hard on us, you guys. Um, and to, speaking to the audience there, like the, the four of us here, I, you can't imagine how much work we put into even just showing up to be casual with one another because we need that release. 
we prepare so that we know, so we're ready for your questions and we know sort of what's going on. It takes a lot of time and energy. So you help us. And so I would like to put this call out to everybody. I just want everyone to really look at, I found this sort of interesting thing with, and Eric, help me with the pronunciation. Is it Tonsing? I can never say her uh, name right. Victor, Victoria. Uh, Victoria Tenzing, I believe. Tenzing and Digenova and Bill Barr. I actually think the three of them are a unit. Hmm. And when you put, when you, so just look at that. We have so many people who do a lot of research. Just start really, I'm going to start digging on all of that. But I've been trying to figure out Bill Barr for so long. You know, some stuff I've really got down. Some of it is, I can't figure out what it is. What is it? Is it, is it Kremlin? Is it Israeli? Is it Saudi Arabian? Is it Vatican? What is that thing, that Bill Barr thing? And there's something about that trifecta that I think brings him into a little bit more focus for everybody. So I look forward to the researchers that we all work with. Maybe they can dig into that threesome if you want something to do over the next couple of weeks. We would really You're not saying that. they're they're not an actual thruple. That's not what you're saying, right? <laughs> oh, well, God, God forbid. Uh, like I have that. Don't put you're that in you my head. Him off. I told I'm you I had a hard down. week. <laughs> I'm a hard week and you're going to put that God, visual in there? You God know what my damn it, Olier. It's another tequila right now. You know uh, it. Damn you, Greg. Wow. Wow, you went there, Greg. Party foul, dude. <laughs> on that note, yeah, I'm going to say end. we have to let's end. end on it's the time. Oh, oh, I love you guys. <laughs> oh, there he is. There is <laughs> it's my oil. I created yes. a hashtag this week. Oh, you did. I didn't oh, know that. It's the greatest word ever. Bargoil. Oh, yeah. and that's oh, that you? It does look exactly like him. I did it. Congratulations. Greg did it. Greg did it. Yeah. We'll, we'll name the show. We'll name this episode after your bargoil then. It's officially the bargoil <laughs> episode. And with that, uh, let's end this Friday night after show. What a great time we've had. Uh, it's been really interesting. I really hope everyone does pay attention to the bigger picture in terms of the connections, because as we look back, it could be a, a you know, 80 year operation. It, we're, we might find even more that we have not been seeing because we've been looking so, so closely at what's happening in front of us. But if you start pulling the lens back, boy, you can find a lot of interesting connections. And I'm sure we will continue to do that. So uh, thanks for joining us tonight on Narrative Live. And we'll see you again soon, everybody. Have a good night. Thanks, Zeb. Yes. Thank you, Zeb. Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. And check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe and download. Support narratives into